Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. Okay, we're back, Ali. And we're back, Marco. And we're back. Marco Timpano on that side of the uh, screen. On the other side of the screen. How are you? This is the podcast called Eat and Drink. I hope you're... uh, you're hungry and thirsty, and and uh, and and thirsty for knowledge because we give you yes. some of that, don't we? I feel like we for do sure. It for I think so. Yeah. I think we do. Yeah, we're we're still socially distant. He's on his end, and I'm on mine. Even though things have been laxed a little bit, but it looks like, um, you know, stuff might change yet again. So we'll keep yeah. you posted on what's going over here. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, when we started doing this, it was like we are here with the quarantine episode, yep. you know, the pandemic episode. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fear that we're going to start calling our episodes. We're here with the second wave. Welcome yeah. to the second wave. It just yeah. feels like uh, we're opening up quick. Everything I dreamt of is starting to come back, and I'm, right. I'm very fearful of it. Yeah, just yeah. just months ago, I wanted this. I wanted all of this, and now sure. I'm like, we can't. We can't. Yeah, where, where's enough. everybody in their masks? Oh my god. On a lighter note and a yes. happier note, happy Pride to everyone who's yes. listening and celebrating Pride. Thank you very much. We uh, are with you, and uh, I want you to have a great Pride, as great as you can during these times. I know a lot of like virtual Pride parties and stuff, and I mean, everyone's got a good a good face on. You know, everyone's like, "This is how it's got to be. This is how it's got to be," and I'm 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 happy for you guys. That's great, but uh, sure. yeah. Hoping for a hoping for an in person pride next year, and and floats and parades and and you know good times, good vibes. We need an eat and drink float yeah. at the pride parade, <laughs> and we just fill uh, water cannons with tequila and rum, and we just shoot it in the mouths of people who we pass by. What do you think of that? Best best float in the parade, as far <laughs> as I as far as I can imagine it in my mind. Uh, all right. Well, let me get to my drink. Are you cool if I start, Ali? Please do. Please do. All right. So my neighbor the other day, uh, we were talking and in her hand, she had these things and she reaches over and she's like, here. And she gives me one of these. It looks like a, it looks like a, a baby apple, a crab apple or a, what, what is that? No, I don't know what it is. Maybe if I, if I do this, you might be able to. So I'm off. I'm way off. Yeah. No, I don't you know are, what that is. You but... are. Because. It's the size of a golf ball, slightly yeah. big, maybe a oblong. It's a mango. Come on. Yeah. Your neighbor is growing mangoes? No, no, she wasn't. She got this from the store, but I've never seen a mango this size. No, a golf ball sized mango? And I know you and I've had discussions about mangoes and you're well-versed in mangoes. So I'm like, okay, I've got to bring this to Ali's attention. She's like, it's very peppery, this mon- mango. Okay. And I was like, I need to... I need to show Ali this because if anyone can uh, mango explain what I have in my hand, it's going to be you, right? So, so I had this mango, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to show Ali this mango on air, but I'm also going to figure out a drink to make with this mango. And so I had this beautiful drink planned with amaretto because they say that almonds and nut nuts go really well uh, with mangoes to bring out the flavor, mm-hmm. but. 
I went to the cupboard and like old mother Hubbard, it was bare. I had brought my amaretto to the cottage yes. and I'm just looking at my supplies in my, in my uh, liquor cabinet and they're dwindling my friend. I'm sorry so to like, hear that, bud, but, yeah, but also listen. means you've been enjoying your summer, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoying making cocktails with you. So like we're killing a lot of bottles, which is great. They need to leave that and I need to replace. Uh, so I'm like, all right, let's see what I can do with mangoes and what we have in my uh, cabinet. Now, what I'm going to present today is a drink that if you went to a, into a bar or restaurant, you know, those kind of fancy places, it would be a premium drink. The original version would be one price, but this add-on would be much more. So I'm saying this would be a 14 to 16, $18 drink. And what I'm doing is a version of the mojito, but I'm using mango. Oh, mango and- mojito. It has such a good ring to it too. And I think what you have, by the way, just looking it up as you yeah. were showing it to me, I think it is sure. a baby atolfo, atolfo mango. Okay. Um, Mexican mangoes. I, I mean, I, that's all I can see. I don't know. It, it, but I think it is a baby mango. I, you know, it's not, uh, I don't think, I, I think you're um, you're cutting it down early in, okay. in its infancy. I don't know. It's my neighbor, but yeah. it was. I did try it. It is peppery and it is delightful. It's not, it has a bit of texture to it. In other words, it's not so mushy, but it's not underripe. So part okay. of me is like, oh, part of me is like, yeah. So I don't know if it has been cut down too early because it doesn't taste underripe. But once again, I don't know mango. Uh, sweet or tangy? What's the tangy? Tangy. More, more tangy, tangy than, than sweet. sweet. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll put that out there. We'll see. I got, I got some people who could tell us. We're going to take, take a picture of that right. for sure, and we'll find I will, out. I will. I will. Okay, so folks, just so you know, if mango's not your thing, replace whenever I say mango with your favorite fruit. Especially now, we're, we're pretty much in summer. You got strawberries, raspberries will be happening, peaches. You replace what you want and elevate your mango for summertime. Now, of course, the mango is a Cuban drink. It has five ingredients. Rum, sugar, lime, mint, and soda are the f- five ingredients which you will also hear and see in this drink. Now, if you're going to make mango puree, just cut the mango chunks and blend them in a puree or use pre-made mango puree, your choice. I'm using pre-made just because I wasn't sure how much this was going to yield me. And I had two of them. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to chance it. And I don't have my, uh, my blender here. Okay. All right. So what are we going to do in a shaker? Combine lime juice. So let me get my reamer. And I'm going to do that for you, Ali. Usually I pre-do it, but there's so many liquids I'm putting in here that I'm like, okay, I just got to do it on air. No, no. Given the opportunity to uh, spray lime all over the studio, why wouldn't you take that, right? That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Ream away, my friend. And also also not a baby Atolfo mango, uh, by the way, because they are, I'm looking at their colors. They're all much more yellow. They're yellow and maybe a little bit of green. And your mango is, uh, is reddish. I know she went to an Asian market to get it. She told okay. me she went to Nations. I don't know if other people have I've, Nations, I've but uh, she's, yeah, she's gone to, she goes, I went to Nations. They had it there. If you want these peppery mangoes, they're delightful. The sad thing is I don't know my neighbor's name. I'm okay. sure I've, I'm sure I may have introduced myself a while back, but I can't remember her name. So I was just very grateful to her and I can't thank her on air because I don't know her name. Now you're going to put sugar. <laughs> Uh, three packets of sugar or like two teaspoons, however, however much sugar you like in your 
in your mojito. If you like it sweet, put more sugar. And I'm talking about raw cane sugar or like sugar that you would get at a Starbucks that you put in your your coffee, like just grain granular sugar. Yeah. And then we're going to put, and if you have it in your garden, I'm sure you have a lot of it and don't know what to do. Ali, I'm going to put this lovely ingredient, which is sort of the classic thing everybody thinks about when they think of mojitos, mint. And if you have it in your garden, I'm hoping you're keeping it in a pot to itself because as as delicious as mint is, that is a creep. Mint's a creep. He'll creep. Mint, mint is a creep that will go crazy. Keep it in its own little pot and you won't have a problem. So I'm going to muddle it, which means I'm going to just mash the shit out of it with a muddler. If you don't have a muddler, like I can't find my muddler, I'm just using <laughs> the base of... Uh, a mallet that you would tenderize nice. meat with. Okay. So, oh, the base of just, a mallet, not the not yeah. the head of it. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Like the, because the base is nice and rounded, and you know what? This allows me to uh, wash all my fucking everything that I have in the house because <laughs> I'm getting shit all over it. Right. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you'll 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 be able to smell the scent of the mint. And it's a great way to test if you have COVID. If you can't smell your mint releasing its oils, then maybe you should go get checked out. I can definitely smell it. The studio smells like mint, which is great. All right. So yeah, now what we're going yes. to do, we're going to put the mango puree, which is right here, into the strainer with ice. And we're going to shake vigorously. So let's go with mango puree. That's about two ounces, I should mention. And rum, of course. I almost forgot the rum. Once again, two ounces of rum. I think that's warranted on a summer on a summer afternoon. You can go lighter, you can go heavier. I've just opened a brand new rum. Oh yeah. Light rum if you have. I'm out of light rum. I don't so I have an amber rum. I'm using a uh Cuban rum. Ron Rom Barcelo is what I'm using. So there we go. There's that. Okay. So now this is one of those drinks where it's like, oh, there's so many, so many elements to it. It drives me crazy. Now we're gonna add ice to the shaker with the muddled. Lime juice and sugar, mango puree, ice, and shake, my friend. Those triceps of yours. Oh, man. Bulging. So, my friend, in your glass, you are going to strain what we just did, especially if you have a very pulpy, pulpy mango uh, happening. Uh, and you don't want the ice, I mean, you don't want the mint, all the mint to sort of be in your glass. You want to strain it, right? So I'm using my Hawthorne strainer to strain it. You can add some ice to your drink, of course. I should have added ice to this uh, glass. And then <laughs> top up with uh, soda water. Once again, to your liking. Oh, now I got a nice golden fizz in there. I put some mangoes on a skewer. And the mojito is one of those drinks where I think a straw is required because of the mint leaves that'll be there and all that stuff. So that's the mm. uh, mojito. I don't know if you want to take, a, take uh, a picture of that. A little Absolutely. snap of that. Yeah. You'll see it on our Instagram page. So if you haven't gone to it yet, please go to podcast eat drink on Instagram. Got you got yeah. it? All right. I'm going to give yeah. it a taste. It's like summer in a glass. It's beautiful. It's delightful. It's well balanced. I didn't actually put a lot of sugar in it, so I think you would really appreciate it. The natural sugars from the uh, mango itself and uh, its complement with the mint make it very bright and uh, refreshing. 
Totally, man. I'm just thinking yeah. about what a what a mango salad would taste like with mint in it. It would be phenomenal. It would be such there a good go. summer summer thing. And you were uh, you're having that with alcohol. So look yeah, at you. and you can do a non-alcohol version of this if you're like, you know what? Let's get the kids involved. Let's train them early how to use a cocktail shaker. So when they're <laughs> of a certain age, they can start making me drinks. But like, you can do a ver- virgin version of this, no alcohol in it, and it's still going to be refreshing and, and delightful. Totally, totally. I think yeah. kids really get off on that too when you go there. Yeah, who wants to make a drink, you know? And then they they can act like they're adults, even though they're uh, incredibly immature and uh, and show no sense of ever being an, uh, an adult. And that's the mango mojito, my friend. Like I said, you can use whatever fruit you want, whether it be raspberries, strawberries, just muddle up that fruit or blend it, make a little puree of that fruit and then add it to mojito. And that, you know, mojito is going to cost you anywhere from nine to 11, 12 bucks in the store. Once they start adding additional fruits at the restaurants or bars, they increase the amount uh, tenfold. So you're paying another four or five bucks on top of that just because they added two ounces of mango puree. Yeah. It's a great, uh, it's a great thing. You know, you, you might be having some socially distant gatherings in your backyard or front yard or on your porch, whatever the case may be. Such a great thing to make a jug of and, and pour it out for people. And I think people also with the lime juice and all that, you feel like you're like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm killing any germs that I may have. Not true at all, no. but, but it feels like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely you're right. Make a big jug of it. Celebrate. Enjoy. It's a great pride drink, the mango mojito. It does feel pridey. I don't know why yeah. that is. Yeah. What's it? It's refreshing, and so is pride, huh? Yeah, so it's is, fun. So it's is refreshing. openness and tolerance. They're all yeah. refreshing. Good stuff. Okay, buddy. I'm going to move on to uh, to some food. What do you think of that? Love it. I can't wait. Okay, so this is not what you would, um, you know, typically associate with with what I'm eating or talking about. Uh, if you know who I am, but I have more and more become interested in greens, as I've been telling you, right during this pandemic, I've been interested in that um, that discount uh, shelf uh, where where everything's priced to go. I've also been interested in uh, in nourishing food in general. And uh, and so I'm going to talk about collard greens. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that reaction. I love that. Okay, so I never grew up with collards. We did not know what that was. Sure. We were even very, very late to the kale game. When my okay. father was, when it was clear that he was not going to live much longer, that's when, you know, <clears throat> avocados and kale came into the house. Collards never came into my house. Collard okay. greens are something that I would hear on some of the more sort of you know, black shows that I would watch, it was a very black uh, southern, southern U.S. Southern U.S. Yep. Um, uh, a dish, collards and collards with ham yes. hock and stuff like that. So, not part of the Ali Hassan uh, repertoire at all growing up. To my, uh, to my, um, what's the word? Dismay? Uh, you, not, well, well, dismay, but it, it, to uh, to my loss, basically. Right, fair it enough. It was my loss that we didn't have collards. So now, you know, as I eat more greens, as I eat more stuff that's plant-based, I was talking about black-eyed peas uh, a, a couple of episodes ago. Collard greens is another thing that's made its way into our house in a big way. Oh. These And don't greens- snub your nose at collard greens. I feel like a lot of people... You know, just don't pay it any attention. So good for you. When it's done right, there's nothing like it in this world. Ali, tell us. Tell us about collard greens. Well, you you say so good for you. So I will tell people... um, 
vitamin K, 388% of your daily value in a serving. So that's the big thing. And then they're very rich in also vitamin A, vitamin C, manganese. Uh, They have some, you know, a little bit of calcium, vitamin B6. So really, really good for you for sure. The other thing I love, they're so incredibly fibrous. This is not like some weak ass green that's going to go bad in your fridge in two days. They are mustard. It's not mustard leaves. No, 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 exactly. It's not not radish tops, you know, that are like, or use now or we're in trouble. No, no, these are, these are robust, (laughs) man. And, um, and they really do add something. uh, They make a dish heartier. Yeah. Right. So you can have them on on their own sauteed just with some onion and some garlic if you want, or you can have them, um, added to a lentil dish to a stew if you're if you've got any sort of meat stew i would recommend thinly slicing some collard green and throwing them in in the last 10 15 20 minutes of cooking i really it's I'm the, it's the it's the perfect side to barbecue cuz yeah. it can it can it can battle out with charred meat that's like right corn collard green and something from the barbecue is a perfect plate for the summer. That's right. And I wanted to, it's associated with Southern cooking, but I also wanted to tell people that in East Africa, uh, Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, in particular, in particular, there's a lot of collard green, uh, consumption with, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great side dish with, uh, with, with meat, sure. Southern and Eastern Europe in Turkey, they eat, uh, they call it a dark cabbage basically. And they eat it in Turkey. They eat it in Montenegro. Greeks, Romans have been known to, to eat it as far back as the first century. So this thing has been around. The Southern US has taken it as its, you know, adopted son, but it has been sure. around for a long time. And uh, you may be familiar in Brazil and Portugal, they will have that in, in these uh, pork and bean stews. Uh, feijoada, feijoada, I think is how you Sounds pronounce right it. To anyway. me, yeah. And uh, caldo verde is a Portuguese soup. Green broth is what caldo verde means. And it gets, it is green because of collard green. So I've had cal- caldo verde before, which is fantastic. Didn't know this, Kashmir. In Kashmir, they also, oh. I thought my parents would have had, they would never come close to them. But in fact, uh, you know, it's, it was in their neck of the woods. And did you ever say, how come? How come you didn't this, know? No, about this. I can't. I mean, there's so many things I say. How come to my mother? You know, <laughs> I can't add collard greens to the list. All right, Ali. Let me ask you this: How does one approach collard greens if they if they if they see it when they're pushing their cart in, in the grocery store and they're like, "I wish I knew what to do with that. I just don't know where to go, sure. so I avoid it." Yeah. And I think I think also it would be avoided because people see it and it's so big and so yeah. thick. I mean, this sometimes two feet, three feet long, and uh, two feet wide, right. and it looks like something you could fan yourself with on a hot right. day. Which also you're more than welcome to do that. Nobody's telling you you can't, but eventually you should cook it. Now I'm getting I'm getting pretty passionate about collard greens. I love greens. it. I Who love am it. I? Who am I? I never I thought you. I would. So um, I you know I, I wanted to talk about collard greens around the world, but then of course I did come back to the southern way of of cooking it, and I didn't do the ham hocks. You know that's a tough sell in this house uh, right now, but sure. but this is a recipe that I wanted to share. Southern, it is soul food. It is um, it is associated with some kind of meat, typically. Uh, you could do plant based only, but there is a, a recipe where you um, you have a little bit of sugar, a little bit of fat, bacon grease, ghee. In our case, so we use pancetta. Um, sure, pancetta is another great great yeah. a- addition, and then. Um, 
some tang. So apple cider vinegar, Worcestershire sauce, uh, a little bit of heat. So some red pepper flakes, garlic, uh, paprika, chopped onion. That's it. It's not, it's not a ton. You don't need too much to get like uh, a great flavor. And I had actually added it to a, uh, a black eyed pea uh, stew as well. And I had a bunch of cherry tomatoes in there Wow! and it cooked for a while and it was fantastic. And so it has this tang and it has a sweetness. I didn't, I put in a little bit of sugar, but the cherry tomatoes gave their own um, sweetness. And I'll have right. a picture of that up also on our, our on our Instagram, but man, like uh, such a hearty, delicious meal. Is it key to cook it for a long time? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a personal preference. I okay. think you, these things they, they need to cook for at least ten minutes because they are. You know, think of kale. Kale, if you're sure. if you're frying it, uh, you want to saute that for a little bit longer than you would some other. You know, like we were talking about dandelion green or, or radish greens, because because um, it's sturdy. It's very very fibrous, so it'll take time to break down. Now, if you don't mind chewing a little bit more of a fibrous. Uh, you know, there's probably people who are like, you know, work your mouth. You you have a jaw for a reason, and uh, and and work your uh, work your mouth as you uh, as you eat this. But if you have it in a in a, in a soup or a stew, and it's not, you know the goal isn't to chew uh, for a long time, then yeah, you should be looking at cooking it a little longer than than any other green. I would say. So it's elderly friendly. You can make it elder, elderly you friendly. You can make by... it. You can make it. That's right. Or al dente, the way I would prefer it. it yes. It's good for young and old, this green. <laughs> you know, uh, that's uh, if you're if you're eating with your mom, you know, yeah. you, you, you serve yourself, uh, let's say, 10 minutes in. And then you say, mom, yours will be ready in a half an hour from now. Just stand by the stove. It's, uh, I guess that there's not a lot of unity in, in Marco's home when he's eating that way. But man, it's, uh, it is so good and, and should not be ignored. As uh, you know, going back to your comment, don't keep walking by it. You got, no. It needs to be washed well. Uh, sure, but it's but, but it's easy to wash because they're flat open leaves. They're not yeah. even curly. There's no place really for dirt to hide. It's right there. I personally remove the stems, most of the stems. Okay. It's already a pretty thick leaf. So then the thick stems also sort of are are are, are more than you need. But only like the bottom third of the stem I remove. Sure. The rest of the, the higher stem I keep. And can you use that stem in a stock later on? Always, throw those stems in a, a freezer. And then when you're ready to make chicken stock or vegetable stock, throw that shit into a pot and boil some water. Buddy, you're talking my language. So Sunday, uh, which yeah. was yesterday, uh, we're recording on a Monday right now. I, uh, Sunday is when I start collecting the food Beautiful. scraps, right? Yeah. So we exactly have stems of, uh, of collard greens. Cause I made this dish yesterday and we've got, we had to peel some carrots. The kids wanted some carrots with their pasta. So I've got the peeled carrot yes. shavings and uh, you know, the bits of the onion that we use for the pasta sauce. And, if, uh, and I'm starting because garbage day is Thursday. Right. So Ooh. Wednesday night has been my thing. Wednesday night is when I make okay. the stock. Beautiful. So by Wednesday, I'll have enough things to sort of jam into a stock, um, kale leaves, uh, you know, uh, pieces of fennel. Uh, I throw sometimes a star anise, some ginger, and yeah, and it makes sort of more Asian inspired stock. Anyway, it's fantastic. Listen, I hope if nothing else, COVID has taught many people 
to be more frugal, less wasteful, and don't throw away the peels and shit from the vegetables you use because that would make a great stock. And you know what? You've got nothing else to do, so no excuses. No, and a stock is uh, very hands-off. Like, I mean, you you can't be too busy to make stock. That's just weird. It actually takes less effort to make a stock than not make a stock. We're we're telling you don't go and throw things in the garbage. Just put them in a container. Yeah. Yeah, just put them in your freezer till you're ready or make the stock then and there. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. For clarity, Ali, I want to make sure this is true. You don't have anything against ham hocks yourself. I'm uh, I, I'm open to every type of meat there is. If, okay. if, if, in fact, in fact, some have said I'm I'm a little too friendly to the okay. ham hocks. Uh, being <laughs> being of uh, Pakistani origin, our our you know our outlook was like. Um, if there's even a, a possibility that this could taste good, slaughter it and start cooking it. Right. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, no. I'm so, in so, so you're a ham hock friendly person. I am. Like, I am. I just, it's a Muslim household. You know, you can't. It's it's tough. It's tough to sell. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Listen, I get it. All right. So, uh, so this is a great side. It's a hearty dish. Perfect throughout seasonal throughout the year it's great in the winter time when you need something hearty to bulk up whatever uh stew you're doing uh it's great in the summertime like i said it makes a great accompaniment to something on the barbecue you can hold up to it uh, it's very versatile it's elderly friendly it's great for the youth youth i don't know what how else i can espouse the beauty of collard greens yeah, it's not expoused. That's not really a word, but you know right. what? It doesn't matter. You were going, you were on a roll. You were doing wonderful, uh, wonderful sales pitch and summary at the same time. Yeah. And I appreciate for you. I appreciate you for that. Thanks, buddy. All right. Anything else before we go into what's in Marco's mouth? No, that's it. Let's right. dive in. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing, really messing. Let's find out. All right, Ali, blindfold on. Amanda entering the studio. I just want to preface by saying this. She turned to me after going shopping for what's in Marco's mouth and said, oh, no, I bought a fruit and I didn't realize that it's a version of passion fruit. So I don't know what you two are conspiring to do. (laughs) But for the record... I, I don't want to sacrifice myself for this uh, for this segment. For those who may not remember or haven't uh, listened uh, over the uh, over the months, um, he has a deathly allergy. Not deathly, but it's bad. It's very yeah. bad. Like if I ever feed you passion fruit, we're in trouble. Yeah, it's maybe driving you to the hospital. So Amanda bought some passion fruit. She's clearly not, hopefully, going to use it. But uh, Amanda, do you want to say anything in your defense as we as we badmouth you and the passion? I'm going fr- to go ahead and say this is not passion. Fruit. Okay, great. Okay, she's, she's, good. All right. So yes. I am ready, Ali. You know what this item is? Is that correct? I do. Is it going in my mouth or in my hand, or what's the story here? That's all up to your wife, buddy. Okay, Amanda, ready when you are. She- okay. Oh. Oh, it's nice. It's like a, it's a slice of a fruit of some sort. Can I have another piece? Okay. It's not passion fruit, thankfully. It's got a cucumbery fruit kind of feel to it. And she's using a very sharp fork as she puts it in my mouth. Oh, it's, it's like, 
it's a sweet cucumber. Like it's it's not overly sweet like a fruit, but it's not vegetably enough to be considered a vegetable. Oh man. Um <laughs> It's, I'm gonna say it feels like it's light green in color. What would be light green, like a, like a cucumber, but but lean more towards fruit. Okay, one more piece. I get my third piece. You want a bigger one? Yeah, I want a bigger one. That one was like, ow. Okay. It's delightful. It's lightly flavored. It's got some crunch to it. It's a fruit. It is. S- slightly fibrous. Um, oh man, you guys got me stumped on this one. And I know it's an easy one, unless it's a tropical fruit and you guys are really throwing me off. I'm going to say it is. Um, hmm. Oh, I'm really stumped. I'm really stumped here. I'm going to say a, a melon. It's a melon of some sort. I'm going to say summer melon or like in the honeydew melon family, I'm going to say. A honeydew melon. I don't okay. know. That's okay. Now, wait. Don't, before you take off oh, yeah. your, your mask yeah. and see it, for people at home who are trying to guess what it is, uh, he, he described it as a, uh, a sweet cucumber, in fact, uh, and, and, and thought it would be green. In fact, it is orange. Okay. It's okay. Orange. Uh, he is eating one that's not fully ripe. Normally, they oh. are a bit softer, so okay. it doesn't have a crunch. So maybe you got it. Maybe you don't. Uh, when you open it, it uh, kind of looks like a tomato, an orange-yellow okay. tomato. And it is a persimmon. Oh, oh a persimmon. A, persimmon, a persimmon, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a persimmon that's not ripe. Okay. Well, no, God damn ripe. it. It's ripe? Well, that, it's a, you need for yeah, I mean, they can get softer. They can get okay. softer. Yeah. Because you it's said it's a, very crunchy. So it, yeah. normally they're not that crunchy. It's an Asian persimmon. It's not a... Um, you know that there's those... The persimmons I'm used to are more the European uh, persimmons that have more of a point to it and are super soft. But now that I see it, now that I taste it, I've had, clearly I've had this persimmon before, but it just yeah. didn't come to me. Yeah, it's really delightful. I, I like it. I'm so, I'm sad I didn't guess it, but uh, yeah. Well, you're uh, you're drunk off your mojito, so it it, it makes sense yeah. that you're not your mind's not working as well as it normally does, right? But what a what a delightful thing to have for once in my face a persimmon, a lovely little persimmon. I know I could. I could sense the confusion as you were talking because yeah. number one, uh, Amanda played a real mind game with you by saying the word passion fruit. So now you're you're there's a fear. Yeah, there's and, a fear. And yeah. and and also you're used to being sort of tortured in this segment. Right. And I think you were just confused. You're like, why is this? Is this it? Is this is this the whole thing? This delightful flute? We're like, what? That, that's it? That's all we're doing? I'm not dying. Yeah, why is this pleasant when it's yeah. never pleasant? So I was kind of like my spidey senses were up. Um, I know. Uh, how do you use persimmons? How do you? Use- but I've never done anything with them other than cut them in half and eat them like like a. And honestly, they they resemble a sweet tomato to me. So that's why I wanted to tell people that the cucumber analogy. I think the, either it's because it's an Asian persimmon or because um, it's not fully ripe yet. Uh, when I've had it, it's it's like eating a sweet tomato, and right. um, I'm sure uh, you know people add salt or chili or something because sure. every fruit. Some people, you know, there are people who do that, but uh, I've never done anything with a persimmon other than um, than eat it raw. Now I do have a link here. Martha Stewart, homemaking yeah. guru, ex-con, has. Uh, persimmon recipe so i'm sure there's like tarts and things like that of course of course um but just to just to give people an idea of what can be done of course it's a goddamn slideshow because it's martha stewart you couldn't just have a page 
with uh oh, okay so uh, great in salads um like you you treat it like you would an apple or a tomato yeah uh, so when it's when it's uh, very soft it's similar to a tomato when you first get it you can have it sort of like the way you would have an apple um next slide please. can i just view all martha for god's sake um persimmon and brazola brazola bites uh, yeah. a persimmon steamed persimmon pudding but it's Martha Stewart. It's like an upside down, beautiful. Sure, sure. It's yeah. not, you know, um, persimmon and brie crostini. That I would do. That I would be inclined yeah. to to do. Persimmon beet citrus salad, uh, frozen persimmon custard. Oh That's wow! I, I, I can attest to that. This persimmon I just had would be a great accompaniment to cheeses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. It, I, it, I, it I can, can see hold that. up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pork with pers persimmons and mustard greens and uh, caramelized persimmons with prosciutto um, with mar mascarpone here. Uh, yeah. Great. Fruit leather. Of course, Martha Stewart. No, come on. All right. uh, enough. 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 Once, we, and, and, once, we hit, once we hit fruit leather, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting the brakes on. It's fruit roll-ups for, for adults. Anyway, yeah. that's great, man. This is, this is a great episode, dude. You're... You broadened our horizons with the mojito. Yeah. Yes, yes, it has mint. Great. But but there's uh, tons of other fruit that can go in it. And it's a great drink. If you haven't been having it this summer, uh, don't wait another moment. Make yourself a great mojito. Uh, don't wait another moment to buy collard greens. Get, That's right. You know, it, it's, it's available. It is so robust that grocery stores uh, don't mind keeping it because it's like, well, this is not going to go to waste very quickly, right? Yeah, so it's out there. Get your vitamin K in, folks. You gotta get gotta get the K. Gotta have yeah. the K. Yeah. Not to be mistaken for special K, which is a, a cat tranquilizer and a drug sold on the black market. Uh, vitamin K is what we're talking about. You could put collard greens with your special K and have a beautiful <laughs> breakfast cereal. That's a different special K. That's yeah. uh, that's a horrible cereal. Uh, okay. And of course, uh, persimmons is a great purchase on Amanda's part. Um, rediscover persimmons if you haven't there had them. I'm going to do that actually because I haven't seen them in a while. I haven't eaten them in quite some time, and uh, and I don't believe any of my children would have ever had a persimmon. So oh, there we go. Change, we're going to change their life around a little bit. Fantastic. Well, Ali, thank you so much. I had a great time today. I I loved watching you eat uh, and and drink, and yeah. uh, and I will we'll post this all to Instagram. Uh, thank you very much for li uh, listening, everybody. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Tempano. Until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Tempano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs>